What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, sinks and inks, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I am your host, Dominic Smith. Guys, we celebrated last week one year. It was our one-year anniversary uh, from the first episode that was released, and man, what a year it's been. Once again, thank you guys for your continued support. It really means a lot to me, and I am truly blessed to be able to do this, and I am excited to see what the next year has in store. Um, there's a lot of great things on the horizon. I can feel it, and I am excited for you all to be a part of it. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. Continue to show your support. It means a great deal to me and this channel, of course. So usually I ask um, for you to follow me and stuff like that, and I, I still am. <laughs> but we actually have a Linktree link that I'm going to attach in the show notes that has everything for you when it comes to where you can follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, follow me on YouTube. But for time's sakes, let's just run through it really quickly. On YouTube, Lactic Acid with Dominique Smith. On Instagram, Lactic Acid Podcast. And on Twitter, Lactic Acid underscore pod. And then naturally, wherever you find um, your podcasts, whether it's on Apple or Spotify, we got you covered. It's all there as well. Just type in Lactic Acid with Dominique Smith. Click that notification bell. Click that subscribe button. That way you are alerted when everything drops, everything new drops, and you will not miss a beat. So definitely be sure to check that out. We are partnered with Track Barn. And the cool thing about that is if you go on their website, www.trackbarn.com, we have it in the link in the show notes as well. And it is in that link tree link. You find whatever it is you're looking for, purchase it. Well, before you purchase it, you go, you type in lactic 10. La I'm sorry, lactic acid 10. Lactic acid 10, no spaces all caps you don't spell out the number 10 just one zero lactic acid 10 use that at the checkout you'll get 10 percent off of your order track barn is is an incredible company they're doing incredible things for the sport of track and field and elevating the sport of track and field the athletes the teams the whole operation and so please be sure to visit that website take advantage of your 10 percent off if you're a coach and you're looking for gear if you're looking for equipment if you're an athlete and you're looking for the same that is the place to go great great company doing great things Today's guest is someone that I'm very excited for you to get a chance to know a little bit more. Her name is McKenna Keegan. If you haven't heard about her, trust me, you will because she is balling. She is now a part of the Union Athletics Club and she was formerly of Villanova and she was a baller at Villanova. And so we had a fun conversation. We talked about obviously her passion for running. We talked about you know, her time at Villanova. She comes from an incredibly athletic family and so we mentioned that we talked about that and obviously the tight bond that she has with her family we talked to her love for philly sports unfortunately uh the phillies didn't get it done i was rooting for him i'm sorry mckenna i was really really rooting for him um but listen they had a great season um nonetheless and we just talked about the different teams um that philly has and um you know that she's a fan of we talked about food naturally you know that is a given and we talked about soccer she was a great soccer player and she talked about some of the athletes um, that inspire her inspired her and then um you know some of the things that she did in the sport as well so it was a fun conversation she gave some great advice for runners 
really doesn't matter what age you are. I definitely think you should listen to the advice that she gave towards the end of the episode. You will enjoy it. You will come away inspired and you will definitely enjoy this episode. Last thing, unfortunately, uh, by the time you're hearing this, it is, well, this will be released. Well, you'll be listening to it on Wednesday, but we are about to get hit with another hurricane here in Florida. And so I ask for your prayers and I will definitely be putting out links um, in the coming days once the storm passes over on Thursday. Um, so probably around Friday, Saturday-ish. Um, just different links when, when it comes to how you can help those affected. Obviously, we're still trying to recover from Ian in a lot of spots, and so this is not ideal. Um, so definitely, definitely keep us in your prayers. We will bounce back. We will get through this. But in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the episode, and I'll talk with you soon. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, Sinks and Anks? Welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominic Smith. Today, I am super pumped to have one of the founding legends of Villanova, like university, not even just track and field and cross country, but just like in general. Like, I honestly was looking back at the list of high key impressive people, and I think you have to be like right <laughs> under Jay Wright. Um, <laughs> shout out to him. But now she has moved from the east to the west side, doing big things, just <laughs> signed with Union Athletic Club. And she is a big time baller, shot caller, and she is on our show today. She is none other than Miss McKenna Keegan. How are you doing? Appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. I am doing well. It's a sunny day here so far in Portland, which is very exciting. It was raining the past couple of days. So it is the sun's out um, and fall is finally happening. So the leaves are changing. So can't ask for much more. It's a very nice day here. Wow. I didn't know that the sun was capable of shining. At I, know. <laughs> so, I know. Okay. So I we know. go, we go from it's always sunny in Philadelphia to always sunny. And I think Oregon, sometimes I sunny. I think sometimes I think sunny. coming. I think I'll yes. get used to the rain pretty quickly. Yeah. It has the consistency of a sunny side up egg. So yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we hope for better days. She is from Villanova. So I, I mentioned to you right before, I have a gripe with Villanova because my two teams are Ohio State football and North Carolina basketball. Mm, and Chris okay. Jenkins <laughs> hitting that shot still just, yes. <laughs> just puts a stake in my soul. Understandable. Like people, understandable. But it was well-deserved. I enjoy watching. It was Villanova quite the shot. Basketball. I do have to say it was quite the shot he made that, um, that year. Yeah, I wish it didn't happen. Yeah, like that was that was so bad. Like his cousin is on North Carolina, and I know he I has know. to hit the game with a shot. But Villanova's a great program. Don't know Thank who the you. coach is. Don't know who the coach is now. I know Jay Wright uh, had to peace out, but yeah, um, great program. It seems like a lot of great people there. Um, evidence because I'm interviewing one of the legends, like I said, uh, <laughs> to start the show. So I've been asking this question because we are now in fall and this episode will be released in November. So let's just say, you know, Yankee Candle and 
Food Network got together. So, you know, we need to invest in this homie McKenna Keegan because she's a baller. Like she is legendary and we need to celebrate her amazingness to kick off. Well, really not kick off, but to be a part of this holiday season. So we need to do something special where she's concerned. So we want to create a custom campaign that centers around her awesomeness. So Yankee Candle was like, you know what? We, we're going to make a custom candle for her. Whatever scent she wants, she tells us the word and we're going to do it. Food Network was like, okay, listen, we need to be a part of this too. We're going to do two things. We want her to be a part of any holiday championship that she chooses. She's the judge. She gets to run how it's organized, coordinated, all that stuff. It's up to her. And she can custom make a pizza or a burger to be put on any menu in any restaurant in the United States of America. So what we need from you is the scent of the candle the kind of show you want to host, whatever the pizza or burger. And here's the kicker. We need the name of the entire promotion. Oh gosh. Oh, this is a lot. Okay. Um, so the scent of the candle. Well, if it's like a, if it's around the holidays, I like, this is like, everybody would probably say this I like the pumpkin spice like vanilla scents so <laughs> I know I know I know I'll try and think of something better no um, no 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 no. that's fine it's just if you if anyone's listened to the show I have made it very clear how much I hate pumpkin <laughs> like I, I wish it would like like somebody like sign a law just mm, I hate pumpkin I, but that's just that's just a personal preference but okay. you're gonna go pumpkin spice latte whatever that you like chose. but I also really love vanilla scented things so yeah. I could veer towards that more um and I mean or like a cinnamony like cin- cinnamony vanilla something like that like I love fall flavors and then oh, yeah. to like the holiday season um and then what for pizza so I actually um there was a place called snap pizza um by school and I would always get the same create your own pizza it's pretty basic but I always just got red sauce with shredded mozzarella spinach chicken and then at the end a balsamic glaze on top so that was always my go-to um yeah that was always my go-to pizza so that was that question was a pretty easy one for me because I get that every time I go to like okay. create your own pizza place and then the third one will kind of show what I want to host was that mm-hmm. the third question mm-hmm. oh gosh um I feel like I feel like a game show could be cool I don't know what kind of Ooh. game show but I love competition um I guess part of the reasons I like running and racing is because of the competition aspect so I feel like I would be very into hosting some sort of competitive game show of that's some a sport. good one I think that oh. is what um, I would I would really enjoy because I would definitely get into it. I would definitely get into the games and the um, the people competing and stuff like that. Um, that's that's a really good see. No, see, Food Network. I don't know where y'all. Somebody from Food Network needs to be listening to this. That is a great idea that <laughs> they do not have. Like we have holiday baking championships, Halloween or uh, holiday baking championships, the Christmas cookie challenges, and all that stuff. But they just have. They just 
started a game show with Guy Fieri or whatever. Okay. And it's like Guy's Big Night or whatever. So yeah. like a holiday version of that, that is that's genius. <laughs> See, that's like holiday desserts or something. I don't know. Some yes. games revolve around holiday desserts. I think it oh. sounds oh I think it gosh. sounds like it could be good. Um, can, yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Now here's the <laughs> tough one. What are we calling this whole thing? Yeah. Uh, um, Actually, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it up a little bit. Okay. I'm gonna change it up because I'm gonna change it up. So forget. I just want the name of the pizza. What would you call the name of the pizza? Um. Hmm. Because that I mean, would be tough to do the show and the candle. So I'll just give you the pizza. Yeah, it's a lot of different, a lot of different yeah. things coming together into one. Um, the name of the pizza. I don't know. Um, well, it's my go-to. So maybe the go-to or like the classic or the, because it's not super crazy. It's not like some super crazy, lot of ingredients. Um, so I feel like I want the name to be something simple. Um I don't know. Creativity is not really my uh, strong suit. <laughs> I would just call it the basic or basic. Wonder. Basic. Okay. I'll go. I'll go with that. Basic it, wonder. It is pretty, yeah. I would say it's pretty simple, pretty basic. It's not, um, but it tastes really good. I'm a big fan of it. I don't do spinach on pizza. Okay. Um, that's, I've but, gotten that before. I've gotten that before. But that is something that I would definitely like try because here's the thing. This is unique. And this is creative because when you do spinach on pizza, everybody does white sauce. Like nobody does red sauce. <laughs> and so yeah, that's true. I like that. Like Thank I you. really like that. Okay. Thank so you. we will call it, we'll call it basic wonder. And then we will call the entire promotion. <sighs> wow. I know. That, that is, you know, I, as of late, I asked this question and then I try to think of something while the guests are thinking of something and it's been stumping me. <laughs> like yeah. I can't even think of anything because I was thinking of like, you know, winter wonderland or something like that. But pumpkin is not really a winter scent. I guess we could, I mean, we could always take the pumpkin out. We could make it like more of a, but I feel like still vanilla cinnamon that's not really but, like a super wintry scent either. It, listen, it can be. It can be. That's true. It can be. So, okay, listen, I'm not mad at it. Um, we're going to call, actually, you know what? The people who are creating this uh, little shindig, they get paid more than you and I. So we're going to yeah. let them come up with that. <laughs> they can they can come up with the name. <laughs> yeah, they can come up with the name yeah. and do the promotion and all that, that fun stuff. But yes. That is, heck, I may try that pizza next time I'm at Blaze Pizza. Like, I'm not even going to watch it. I might try that. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Okay. You are a an official, you are an official baller. Like, if you oh. look at the things that you accomplished at Villanova, okay. it was legit. I remember watching your 800 race. Oh, really? Yes. And I felt the pain. Like, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I'm just like, I threw, like, everybody who listens to this show knows, and I'll probably mention it a couple times, throwing is my background. I, that's okay. what I did. I coached throws in high school, threw in high school and all that stuff. So when somebody says we're running more than 100 meters, that's punishment to me. Um, 
and you came in second place in an incredible that was a crazy race um and it was just like the cherry on top you've accomplished so much you've had really great seasons and now you are with the big league at the union athletic club so the first question i have what's it like been like going from pennsylvania to oregon because that is kind of I mean, that's, that's, that's a little yeah. big. <laughs> that's a little yeah. Big. Um, I mean, it was definitely a transition at first and leading up to it. I was obviously a little nervous. My whole family is on the East coast in the Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland area. Um, my extended family, aunts and uncles and everything like that. So, um, I kind of grew up just having family around all the time. And then I came out here and I don't really know a lot of people. Um, but I knew coming out here, at least I would have a like built-in community with the team. And um, I've learned just in like the few, the short months that I've been here that the Portland like track community is also very strong and they um, really appreciate like our team and um, they really appreciate the sport of running. So like having that support, I think will be really cool um, over the next year a couple of years um but I mean so far so good I really don't have any complaints I've really enjoyed like the team um the people that I've met on the team um and everybody out here like just in general has been friendly and nice um but yeah it was definitely a leap of faith coming out here just a big change um I was at Villanova I grew up in Pennsylvania so I figured now was a better time than ever to try something new and see how it goes. And, um, I mean, obviously we can't run forever at this level. You can't run competitively forever. And I was like super grateful for the opportunity to be brought about and for me to like be given this chance. So I was kind of like, let's just go for it, see what happens. And so far so good. I don't have any complaints. It's been going well. So I guess that's good. (laughs) What kind of made you venture out? Like, what was it about the union athletic club that was like, okay, I need to outside of just, you know, you know, the prestige that comes with yeah. it. But like, why do you think it was a good fit for you um, to even venture out? Yeah, well, what you said, the obviously the prestige of the club, like their accomplishments kind of speak um, for itself. And I talked to uh, the head coach, Pete Julian, and I talked to Sanyo Sullivan. Um, Sanyo is also a Villanova grad. Um, mm-hmm. She's the assistant coach here. So there's a little bit of comfort in that, which was nice. Um And then, I mean, they have like amazing facilities out here. We're based out of the Nike headquarters. So um, being able to use all of that, but I think kind of um, for me personally, I was like, if I'm going to take this jump, like to go pro and like get to the next level, like I want to like give myself the best opportunity and the best chance to do that and surround myself with with like like like-minded people, like similar people, they want to be great at this sport and they want to reach the next level and they want to like achieve big things. And I think that this group kind of had that mindset and they um, were like recently formed kind of over the past year, two years. Um, Mm -hmm. So it is like a newer group, but I think it's really cool that I'll be able to be a part of something. And I think that they have a super bright outlook and a super bright future. So I think it's like a very cool opportunity to be able to join in on that um, and kind of help grow uh, this group and but yeah I think just being surrounded by people that 
have similar mindsets of like wanting to reach that next level and be great um, is super important. And they've all been so supportive of me, um, like since I've been out here and that's kind of just what I was looking for. I wanted to join a team. I knew I wanted to join a team and have people to train with. And this just seemed like a really good fit. Your family is like, I don't even like, I'm trying to figure out the most talented. You're almost like the LeBron James kind of family when it comes to athletes. <laughs> uh, like there's everybody in that family is an athlete. Who else is like, there's so many families and I, for whatever reason, my mind's drawn blank, but your parents, you know, were great athletes and, mm-hmm. and then you jumped in, you know, to the mix. I know they attended Villanova and everything. So who's the best in the family? I know you're competitive, so I'm curious. So who, who's who's the best? This is a safe space, so um, uh, you can tell me the truth. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, my so my uncle Mike ran at Villanova. Uh, my mom's brother, and um, he was he was good. He was uh, part one of the reasons. I mean, I looked at Villanova. Um, he knew the coach and stuff. So I mean, he was very talented. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, anytime that we do any sort of like game or anything, I would say everybody, including like my extended family, like cousins, aunts and uncles, I come from a very competitive family. So any (laughs) sort of activity when it comes to competition, like we're all, all in, like, depending on what it is, like we will go after it. Um, hardcore, like we're very competitive people, but I would, I mean, I guess it, I mean, I guess it running, I would say, I have done well, but then in other sports, like I have cousins who play lacrosse and I never picked up a lacrosse stick in my life. So I don't, I would look like a fool out on the field compared to them. And then I have cousins that play soccer, like stuff like that. So I guess we're all, we all do different sports. Um, I would say my family mainly, we're the only ones that focus like a lot of their time on running. Like my older sister ran in college and then my young, my two younger sisters, one ran in high school and one's still in high school and she runs. Um, and I guess, I don't know why we were the, out of like all of my cousins and stuff, we were the ones that focused mainly on it. But um, yeah, I guess I just came from a competitive family and I would say we're all good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a modest answer. Uh, but here's the thing. You're the pro. That's yeah. Man, I don't would I don't know. Actually, I, I would love like to see a live stream of like a Connect Four like NCAA tournament kind of deal. Oh like, yeah, because <laughs> I bet that is intense, man. Yeah. But um, no, it's 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 interesting because I found out that you were a baller on the pitch as well when you played soccer in high school. Oh, I did. Yes, I did play soccer in high school, which I credit honestly playing soccer, balancing soccer and track. Um. I like give that balance a lot of credit to, I think that I was able to like kind of get this far with running because I wasn't all in with running at a young age. I was, I give a lot of credit to my parents for like instilling like balance and wanting me to try different sports and not just like focusing on one. And they kind of gave us the freedom to like decide and choose what we wanted to do. Um, And I loved soccer growing up. Like I, loved that sport. I played on like a travel team and I played all throughout high school. Um, and then I transitioned just to focus on running in college, but, um, I did. Yeah. I loved soccer. It was one of my favorite, um, sports for sure. Growing up. 
you mentioned something and I'm going to ask that specific question in just a second, but I have mm-hmm. to ask all the soccer nerds because I'm a soccer nerd too. Okay. <laughs> you know, my, my, my squads are, you know, Barcelona and okay. Liverpool. So, you know, I got it. I got to rep the Reds. Okay. But who's better, Messi or Ronaldo? Oh, uh, I don't know. I would feel, uh, I feel like I had watched like Ronaldo more. So I would Mm. lean, oh, you don't like that answer? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I I know that you have to say Ronaldo because of Nike, (laughs) (laughs) but that's fair. You've watched Ronaldo more and yeah, you think he's better. Yeah. But I would say, honestly, growing up, I probably watched more women's. Um, I was oh, like, yeah. I love the women's national team growing up, like watching their games in the Olympics and the World Cups. That's like the people I like idolized watching growing up, um, which is important, I guess. Um, so, no, very yeah, important. so I would I would say that for me, I mainly would watch women's soccer and um, the women's national team as I was growing up. Did you watch the 2011 World Cup? Well, um, probably. I forget. Okay. I like am not good at keeping all of the years. Okay, so um, 2000. And, okay, so let me see if I get it right. So 2011 was when Abby Wambach had that insane. Header. Oh, in like the last minute. From yeah. the the I think the cross was it from Alex Morgan or Megan Rapino one of Megan Rapino Megan Rapino yeah yeah and Ali and Ali Krieger kicked in the game winning PK that got me invested in women's soccer mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was having heart palpitations like yeah. watching that. that was crazy and over the years that's the thing they dominate like yeah. 2012 was domination and even like I know they've kind of had ups and downs in the Olympics but I remember. It's like the whole world, I think it was 2014 when Carly Lloyd had like 32 goals in that last in a championship. Oh, yeah, game. I think she had three or four. Yeah, they won by like five just something, maybe two. Oh, God, it was like seven or something when they beat they beat the brakes off of Japan. I think, yeah, it was like, yeah, and like it was five. like one after the other. Yeah, yeah, and then that. she kicked a goal, she scored a goal from like 70 yards out. Which yeah. was like the most insane. Yes. I can do that on FIFA, but I can't yeah. do that. <laughs> in real life. That's a whole in, <laughs> in real life. Who would you kind of model your game after uh, as a soccer player? Um, I played outside mid or up top. So I would say I like followed Alex Morgan a lot growing up. Um, or kind of the three we've been talking about. I don't know if I would model my game after them, but. Um, I would say I followed like Alex Morgan, Megan Rapino, or Abby Wambach um, growing up. Okay, we're back. My computer decided to have a hissy fit and <laughs> <laughs> tell me I'm out of storage. But we were talking about soccer. Oh, yeah. And so the question that I had, because you were telling me, you know, you you know played, you know, midfielder and um, up top. So it sounds like you were a goal scorer. You score goals. Um, I mean, I would like to, I, I did my best to, um, that was my job. I don't know if I always succeeded, but that was my job. Um, but yeah, that's, I think why I liked it so much. Um, 
I never really played defense. Uh, I think when I was in middle school, maybe I played defense a little bit, but I think it was mainly because I had some speed so I could get back quick if we needed it. But I think that was just kind of to try it out. But moving forward when I was playing travel or in high school, it was always, yeah, outside mid or up top. But yeah, scoring goals was definitely the most fun part of the game. That's for sure. <laughs> so you mentioned something interesting. You credit soccer, you know, kind of, you know, with, you know, your progression in track and field. There's been this ongoing debate, you know, should kids be stuck in one sport and try to develop mm -hmm. through that or should they play multiple sports? And I've always been on the side of you need to play as many sports as you can mm -hmm. um, because A, you know, you develop your athleticism, but B, uh, it prevents burnout. So I'm curious about your overall, you know, thought based on your experience. I know you kind yeah. of alluded to it in helping you, but. Um, yeah, I mean, based on my personal experience, I, uh, tried a lot growing up. Like I was doing stuff in the summer, springs, fall, winter. Um, and like I said, I credit my parents, um, to a lot of that because like I said, they didn't pressure us to try anything specific. They just wanted us to be involved in something just to try and find things we like, things we don't like. And even if it wasn't sports, that was fine. But for me and my sisters, that's kind of just what we were drawn to was um, athletics and sports. Um, but yeah, I personally am so glad that I tried so many different things growing up. And like I said, I didn't focus on track and only track until college. And for me personally, I think if I didn't do that, I don't know if I would like be where I am today. And again, this is my personal experience. So I know that other things work for other people, but for me personally, yeah, I needed the balance. I needed um, other things in my life besides running. Cause I think sometimes if you get so honed in on just one thing and if only one thing defines like your success, I think when, if something doesn't go right in that aspect of your life, it can kind of throw everything off. Um, so for me, I loved that I was able to just put my focus on so many different things um, and then Obviously, when it, it got more serious, when I was in college, it was nice to be able to put a little more focus on running. And I think that obviously helped me um, get better throughout the years. But yeah, I mean, I personally think it's important to try different things and to try and find what you like and to not be pressured into something just because you feel like you have to do it. And I'm really glad that I grew up in a house where I could kind of choose what I wanted to do and choose what sports or what activities I would like best. Um, and for me, soccer and running just kind of came out on top and then running um eventually was what I ultimately chose um and I'm glad I did <laughs> yeah. um because it's been able to like give me some really cool opportunities and meet some really cool people but yeah I'm glad that I didn't um just run my entire life you preached a word there gonna have to call you pastor oh. that was something <laughs> that, <laughs> that was something pastor Keegan with the word on this day so let's uh, shift gears from the track into another topic. What are three things that people do not know about McKenna Keegan? Mm. Three things people don't know about me. Um, I guess one, I've kind of talked about this. I come from a very big family. My mom is one of six and my dad is one of five. So okay. it's like 30-ish people on each side. So that is one thing. I come from a very big family and love them all. And I think it's a defining part about me, a defining characteristic is how um, important family is to me. So that's one thing, big family. 
Um, two, hmm. I don't know. Uh, three, I don't know. Like, mm, I like reality television. That's something. I don't know if people know that about me. But okay. I like watching reality TV. Um, not all of the shows, but some shows. Um, three, the third thing about me. Hmm. This is, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of something interesting. I guess I don't have a lot of interesting things. I'm the, I have three sisters. I don't have any brothers. I'm a family okay. of four girls. That's something, I guess. <laughs> every, almost every runner that has come, that have come on the show and we are nearing 50 episodes and the one year anniversary of this show. Um, I think when this might be the one year anniversary show, it might be, I don't know, but oh, I can tell you, I'm honored. Yes. Yes. So this is actually, thank you for being <laughs> the guest of honor on the one year anniversary of lactic acid started from the bottom. Now we're here. Um, but every, yeah, almost every single freaking distance runner, and Walter and they love y'all love reality television <laughs> I I don't I, understand I guess maybe it's because like sometimes a lot of our life uh is like recovery and rest and tv is a good way I guess to pass that time so you kind of got to find what works for you um I mean I don't watch just reality tv I love of like course. other Netflix shows or anything like that but I feel like reality tv it's like the most consistent like season after season and the most um popular so I just feel like there's more options maybe uh, that's I fair don't know. that is that is that is fair and then what I was told is you know you guys are relatively being just a distance community in general are relatively drama free people that's true that's so true. I agree with that. <laughs> Like so uh, that brings the drama into our lives. <laughs> yeah, so that that thrill, that adrenaline yeah. rush, you can like live vicariously uh, through the mess that's on these television shows. So, what what are your go to reality television shows? Um, yeah. See, this is an interesting question because I feel like there's like different categories of reality TV. Like, you can be a bachelor person, which like I'm not really like. It's like, I wouldn't yeah. say that's like my goat like I haven't watched the last couple of seasons so I feel like that's like a category then there's like Bravo like the um, housewives yeah the housewives which like some I do watch I don't watch all of them there's two there's like a lot of different <laughs> there's a lot of different um oh yeah it's, it's I would messy. say those those are like those shows that were I think they're so entertaining I'm like I can't imagine this like being my life I would say those are like some of the most drama filled episodes for so sure. that is an interesting point you made about categories so we have Bravo and the locations just learned with Sage Hurdle when she came on the show that I mean they, they're going across the water in Dubai yeah um, they are I saw that I haven't really watched any of um those episodes but I would say for reality TV, I'm probably like, I would go Bravo is like my uh, little, like, oh. I'm a category. I would call myself a Bravo category. So you're in the Bravo category. So there's the Bachelor category. There's the Bravo category. 
Um, and then you have the, just like there's the oh. lifetime category. Oh with yeah, the, like, yeah, yeah. Married at first sight and oh um, yeah, I forgot about those. Um, there a lot is, of like dating reality TV. I would say like there's like the Love Is Blind, Love Island, like love that kind of stuff. I don't watch any of I don't watch any of those though. Um, and then there's like the Survivor, like reality mm-hmm. shows and stuff like that. And then there's sports, the biggest reality um, television show of the world. Yes, I love watching sports. And I'm a big Philly sports fan, and they're doing well right now. So shout out to the Phillies who are in the And I'm an Eagles fan. They're undefeated. So that's another big. And the Eagles just made, like, this massive trade (laughs) to get (laughs) Robert Quinn. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, Mm -hmm. like your GM is this Thanos he's just <laughs> collecting the infinity stones um, um, yeah so Philly sports are going very well right now so I'm very happy <laughs> how do you think they're going to fare in the world series I mean obviously I'm looking for them to win yes. uh, so I'm I think if you, if you don't go in with that mindset then it's not, not, not going to work out so you have to go in saying they're going to win they're going to do well they're going to win they, they seem to just be able, they find a way to get it done. The last couple of games. I mean, Bryce Harper is unbelievable. Um, I mean, they all are unbelievable, but Bryce Harper just, I, he's, I just feel like he's so like locked in and he's ready to, he's ready to make something special happen. I think. Which I'm, a I'm, Mets excited fan. Yeah. I'm a Mets fan. And I can uh, just tell okay. you, oh, <laughs> I felt, I felt that. Yeah. I'm sorry too. Um, <laughs> God, I felt that. I felt that through the screen, thousands of miles away. Dang, but I can tell you that dude scares me. Like yeah. he's he's. I don't think locked in is like a strong enough. I know. He, I know. He's. It's so impressive. What he's the he's the one dude that if they decide to pitch to him, then he could like put the team on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he did in the last game. He but, scored that last minute home run I think it was but do you think they're going to pitch to him consistently because I think they may try to walk him once or twice and if that's the case I mean obviously everybody else has to step up but I will listen I'm not pitching to Bryce Harper (laughs) it's it's too risky (laughs) no that's that's a good point um I don't know I don't know all of this I don't know all of the statistics about baseball and stuff I'm um so I probably am not like the most knowledgeable person to know all of these things, but all I know is I'm going forward the next couple of days saying Phillies are going to win and they're going to play well. And I think you have to go in with that mindset or else you have to, you're right. Listen, the champions, this, game, this is the, yeah, this is the championship. They, they, nothing to lose. Like they were not expected to get this far. So I'm like, but I appreciate cause they're not playing like they have nothing to lose. They're playing like they belong in um in each uh championship in each series and stuff which is i appreciate that but um they were not expected to make it this far so i think they just go all in and see what happens that's what they can do i'm rooting hard for them oh Um, thank you I appreciate I'm, that. <laughs> I'm, I'm rooting hard for them. Um, I'm not a fan of the team they're playing, but they just, I like how locked in they're in. Yeah. And they seem to be having fun. And you yes. have to, you you know this as a pro athlete, in order to obtain the most success, yes, it has to, all the technical stuff, but you got to have fun, man. Mm-hmm. You have you to have enjoy fun. it. Enjoy the process or else like, what's the, what? I don't know. What's Speaking the point of doing all this if you don't enjoy it? Is that a Philadelphia thing? 
like everybody's been saying trust the process and they all come from Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, the, so the Sixers started saying that. Um, I know, Joel Embiid. Yeah, so I think it's just kind of spun off from there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's a Philadelphia thing, just spinning, like uh, originating from the Sixers and that whole thing. Um, but now I guess, I mean, I guess you can apply it to all of them. Phillies trust everything. the process, Eagles trust the process. Um, the Sixers are still, term. <laughs> yeah, the Sixers are still trusting the process. Yeah, they're still um, working on it. <laughs> they're still working on it. Process is still coming together. <laughs> The Eagles, man. Yeah. Man, I didn't shout out. I'm really happy for Jalen Hurts. Oh um, my, yeah. I, I'm really happy for Jalen Hurts. And that defense is stupidly good. Mm-hmm. And they have playmakers on offense. Um, I do have one request to the you know staff of Philadelphia. Okay. Give Sanders the ball a little more. Mm-hmm. Give him the ball a little more because he is the starting running back on my fantasy team. Okay. And, and we, <laughs> I said it. Personal it, request. It's personal. It's personal. <laughs> it's personal. My mm-hmm. fantasy league, I said it on the last show. If anybody believes in the power of prayer, please pray for my fantasy pray, team. Yeah. <laughs> we, we started off. Three and oh, and we're on a four game losing streak. So yeah, maybe uh, this uh maybe this podcast will make it back to the office, the head office at the Eagles maybe um, maybe maybe they'll take it into account. Maybe I hope so. I, I hope, hope so too. <laughs> All right. So from what you've seen so far in Portland, from where you came from in Pennsylvania, and then just the areas that you say your family's in, there's some good food in that area. Yeah. So <laughs> how has the food scene? Um, impress, depress, rubbed off on you? Um, I would say everywhere I've gone has been um, good. I mean, I would say, like, because I guess this city would be Philadelphia, where I would always go to, and um, the city of Portland is much smaller um, yeah. than Philadelphia, but I would say there's still just, like, there's so many options. I've, like, maybe I didn't try as many places in Philly because I'm sure that there was so many different like cultural cuisines, but, um, just talking to people, I haven't tried all of them or anything like that, but the amount of like cultural cuisine restaurants, there are like so many different, um, options and so many different cultures like represented throughout these restaurants. Like I think I, I mean, I haven't tried nearly um, any, I've not even like, I think scratched the surface of how many different restaurants there are, but I've been to a few and I have been impressed with every single one that um, every single restaurant I've been to. Um, I am in like the Beaverton area. So the downtown area is probably like 20 minutes away from me, depending on traffic. So I've tried some spots in Beaverton. I've gone into downtown and met people there. Um, but I mean, everything has been good there's like different um areas within the city I haven't tried all of them like more um like young area like younger areas and then there's like areas uh like more residential I feel like family areas um so I've probably gone to the more like younger side um and tried those restaurants but I've heard that there's a lot of good ones in the northeast and stuff like there's just like streets just lined with like certain restaurants and stuff so there's a lot of um options there's a lot of breweries um Mm. out here yeah I have 
not really been to any, but <laughs> there's a lot of, bre- but walking around, like there's so many breweries. Um, I think if you go further out, there's like wineries and stuff like that, oh, but um, okay. yeah, uh, I but did not... yeah, I... I think that they're, um, from what I've heard, like breweries are very popular um, in this area. And I've just seen a lot like walking um, in the city and walking around and stuff. There's just a lot of different options like that. What makes an authentic Philly cheese thing? Mm. Um, okay, so this is coming for I like haven't had that many. I'm not like a, I know I'm from Philly, so I feel like I have to be like a cheesesteak spokesperson, but I haven't really had that many. I'm not like the biggest fan of them, but I whenever I have had them, I don't I don't get onions. Some people get onions on them. I don't get onions on it. Um okay. and I would say like I mean, there's so many, there's so many debates, like what's the best cheesesteak in Philly, like that kind of plate, that kind of thing. I've always gone to usually, I think the ones that I've had are Pat and Gino's. That's, um, oh, well, those the, are like the more authentic ones from what I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. That's where like, that was like my, whenever I would get one, that's, um, what we would, what I would go to, but I'm trying to think of some of the other, there's some, there's a place in South Philly. I forget what it's called, but there's such a debate. So for me, I'm like a very simple, I would just get like the, the steak. I like a chicken cheese steak too. I know that's Yes. Like, no, no, that's not I, weird. I yeah, just got hooked I on think I think chicken cheese steaks are really good. I honestly kind of prefer them more than just cheese steaks. But um, I would say just like for me, I'm good with like just the meat and like some cheese. Um, I, like I said, no onions for me. I don't really want I'm not into the whole <laughs> thing, but some people are, some people are, which is fine. No, um, listen, I'll throw a no filler on this show. We got it. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I, for, for those, I feel like the basic, the better, if you can like the more basic, um, ingredients, the better. I feel like if you don't, it's, it's a signs of a good cheesesteak. If you don't need a lot of stuff to make it taste better, like this, if it tastes good, simple, then I would say you're doing a pretty good job. I'm trying to tell you, Pastor Keith, listen, she is just killing it right here because, listen, trust the integrity of the product. If you have to add all this nonsense to it. so it must not be that good. Then it's not going to be that good. Then what are you doing? Like, go sell yeah. real estate. Like, come on now. Um, cheese Whiz or provolone cheese? That's what I'm curious of because I'm used to it down here with provolone cheese, but everybody's like, oh, the cheese Whiz is the way to go. And I'm like, that's nasty. Yeah, I I would go with you. I would say provolone cheese. I don't really like the idea of cheese Whiz. Kind of, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, provolone cheese, I would go with that. Like oh. I always do even provolone cheese, like on a meatball sub. I love provolone cheese on like a meatball sub or anything like that. So I've I'm, never had really. I've never, so I just had a meatball for the first time about a month ago. Because <laughs> they always scared me. That's like, okay. That's okay. Understandable. But they're really good. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. Like, I've never had meatballs with spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, Such I, a simple meal, but so good, I think. I So what's the most irrational fear that you've had? Like, oh. that you've ever had? Because I just admitted mine was was meatballs. meatballs. <laughs> um, I was like, uh, one summer there was like a summer I like couldn't go into the ocean because of like sharks, and I like knew that they weren't like I just like I I couldn't do it. I Listen. like I would wade in, and if I couldn't see past like a certain point, I just I don't I don't know. McKenna, also, 
Sorry, go ahead. No, that is so real. Yeah, because- now I'm fine. Like I still in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, let's be cautious. But now I like can go in the ocean and fine. But there was one summer, uh, I forget how old I was. I wasn't like too young. I was probably in like middle school or something. It was also the summer conveniently. Do you ever hear the movie Soul Surfer? Oh, yes. Yeah, it was also this conveniently that the summer that movie came out. So I don't think that helped. Um, <laughs> <No>. but, <laughs> but yeah, I um, I couldn't I couldn't go in the ocean because of- I I <laughs> I was in the ocean at New Smyrna Beach. Some friends. Okay. Was it my senior year of high school or something like that? We're just chilling in the ocean and just moving around and. I see something like out of the water or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh, I wonder is that a dolphin or something like that? And this kid and his dad, he puts on his goggles, he dives in. He goes, oh, look, dad, a shark. And everybody looks in like a shark. I didn't, I ran. <sighs> I didn't, I ran. I've been running out with you. I, 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 listen, I was pushing, every, listen, I'm sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. And I saw the 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 fin sticking out, so we we're like, "Oh mm-hmm. man, well, cool." A dog. No, that was a shark, yeah. and it yeah. was and it was coming like toward. Was, I listen. Yeah. So so no. when you say you were afraid, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. 100%. I I couldn't do it. There's been times even like stingrays. People are like, "Oh my god, a stingray just swam by," and I'm like, "Oh, out! I'm going out. I'm getting out. Okay." That's all I need to know. <laughs> I don't see why people find this stuff fascinating. Yeah, I I mean, I think it just depends on the person. Like my one cousin, he is like in marine biology and he finds it so fascinating and like he would love that. But me personally, I'm like, I, it's not my thing. I love the ocean and I love like seeing things from afar. Um, just when they come close to me, I don't really like that as much. <laughs> I, feel, I feel, yes. Let's, let's, I think they're so cool. They're such cool creatures, but like far away. <laughs> yes, far away. Let's not have an up yeah. close and personal experience <laughs> exactly. yeah. and stuff. No, I'm not trying. Like when yeah. people, we would go, we have SeaWorld down here in Orlando. Okay. And so they would have this big tank and they were like, you can touch the stingray. And so they would have you put your hand on it. And as they kind of went by you could touch the back of it i'm like you guys are absolutely (laughs) back crap crazy there's no especially when uh steve Irwin died i'm like y'all still doing this yeah Mm -mm. i'm not i am not going to be another statistic for animal violence like that's not Mm going to be no animals Mm going to kill me today so no i i'm with you on that when you're not running and not watching the bravo television series um what is life like for McKenna Keegan what are some of the things that you do for fun or that you consider fun um I do like to read um I do enjoy reading um if I'm home definitely just hanging out with my family or friends or anything like that I like being social I would say um in terms of like I like talking to people and like uh, being around people I enjoy I mean obviously it's nice to like regroup on your own and stuff but I'm the type of person where I do enjoy being around people so any sort of like social activity or any sort of like just going even like going to like a farmer's market where there's just a lot of people around like stuff like that like I enjoy like doing stuff like that but yeah I do like reading um like I said if I'm home or around family I love like hanging out with my cousins or seeing or being with like my sisters and stuff like that um 
but I'm trying to think of anything else that I, I do like to cook. I like to cook and I like to bake certain things. Um, not, not bake everything, but certain things, <laughs> certain <bake>. things. <laughs> but I do enjoy, I do enjoy cooking and like trying, um, new things and stuff like that. So I like, like sometimes I'm tired, so I don't always look forward to making dinner, but Mm-mm. I usually <laughs> do look forward to trying, um, trying new recipes and like making dinner. I do enjoy cooking. Distance runners who have to run like 60 miles a week and then have to come or 60 miles a day and have to come home and make dinner deserve an extra medal. Because <laughs> that is, that's, that's uh, tough. Yeah. That some, tough. When I do make some meals, sometimes I make enough for it to be like two or three two dinners. Years. So like that second and third night's always really nice um, when you already have something and you can just, but I just think, it's better when it's like freshly made. So sometimes I just suck it up and I'm like, all right, I'll just make something. Uh, <laughs> but that's... I agree. There's some days where I like get back. And I'm like, the last thing I feel like doing right now is make dinner. It's, but... it's cooking. And then it's like, you can't spend too much money because you, you know, you have mm-hmm. to be like conscious, but sometimes it's just like, dang, mm-hmm. especially you got some <laughs> weights and then you have training one, training two and recovery. It's like, oh my gosh, can the food, it's like spy kids when they had that microwave and they had all the options and you press the button and a Big Mac with uh, fries and a drink just popped up. Like, that's <laughs> what the wonders need. What's your go-to meal that you cook or your favorite meal? My favorite meal is probably chicken parm. I, oh, oh snap. I, okay. I, I don't know if that's my favorite meal to cook. I mean, I've made it before, but if I, I really like chicken parm, um, and to cook, um, I mean, I do like making chicken parm. Sometimes it's just like, that's just a lot of steps. So sometimes <laughs> not, not as much. Um, I'm trying to think, I mean, I like, um, pasta and pasta dishes. So I would say I like making, stuff with pasta for sure um trying to think of my favorite meal to cook I don't really know if I have one I don't I like making a lot of different stuff I guess but chicken parm is definitely my favorite meal to eat and I've made it before it's just I don't make it myself that often no I actually found a bootleg way to make chicken parmesan really yes so mind sharing uh, I got you I got you so you get the slices of provolone cheese Okay. And then you get the chicken cutlets. So people yeah. get the chicken breast and they, you know, use the mallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut them out. in half and beat them down. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Buy use cutlets. Buy use okay. cutlets because okay. it saves time. You do right. the egg wash and the, mm-hmm. the flour and then put it on, you know, obviously the stove to brown it. Then what I do is I don't cook it in the marinara. I put the cheese on top of the chicken, mm-hmm. cook the chicken in there boil the noodles boil the marinara and then you go noodles sauce chicken sauce it's crazy but it's it saved me 25 minutes yeah (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't sound in that you get all the you're getting all the ingredients still i feel like like you're still getting um yeah all the crucial parts yeah and sometimes like if it's like okay if i want it to blend together all you do is just put a little bit more sauce and just a little bit more cheese and then just stick it in the oven for maybe two or three minutes to let everything melt and then it just kind of blends in Mm. and stuff like that so man that is impressive what about baking baking what do i like to make um 
I like muffins. I don't make them that often. Oh, muffins um, are tough, but that's yeah. impressive. Um, I don't really make them, but I like I like eating them. Um, I like right now. I feel like like banana bread or pumpkin bread because it's like oh, fall, boy. winter. Like those are. I had some bananas that I wasn't going to eat, so I made banana bread um, a couple of weeks ago. So that was really good. And it's when it gets like um, colder, and you can like heat it up a little bit and have. Um, but yeah, I feel like right now pumpkin breads, like banana breads, um, especially like fall season, um, I feel like those are those are always good go-tos to have. Warm banana bread with maybe a little scoop of ice cream or something like that. Mm-hmm. That it's a it's a slappable occurrence. Yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, so last question before we switch gears um, and wrap this thing up with a bow. Since it's the holiday season, what if you were just like okay, I'm watching the holiday bake championships. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you think you would try? Like if you had to make like a custom, mm-hmm. like, like what, what, what do you think would be the item that you would try to kind of piece together? Maybe something. Cause this isn't, cause if I was trying, I've never really made anything like apple crumb or apple, like pot, like anything like that. So I feel like maybe, to try to make something like a cinnamon apple crumb something i don't know that sounds good gosh but i don't think i wouldn't even know where to start with that i'd have to look it up so we made so i've past couple holidays we made apple pie and peach cobbler okay yeah you you got to do it on the day you're not running (laughs) (laughs) because i didn't know either because it's like it's like you got the Parbake the crust because if you don't, then like the filling will seep through it, mm-hmm. and then it just. But that would actually be cool. Like I would actually, I would actually be curious to see, like if, honestly speaking of reality television, if like Bowerman faced off against Union, faced off against um, just some of the different running groups in like a cookie challenge oh, or something wow. like that. And I can definitely see like you making yourself into a cookie with like the Union <laughs> Athletic Club, you know, lining and stuff like that, or the Villanova lining, either or. <laughs> either or works. I think that would be fun. Real, actually, here's the thing about distance, and I asked this, you know, in a previous question: if track and field had a reality t- television show. Mm-hmm. And you did all the distance running groups like paired up against each other. I do not think it would work for distance runners. Yeah. Because you guys are too nice and you guys know each other. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Like a drama. Now, you get to know people through races and stuff. Yeah. Now, I would love to see the sprinters, you know, yeah. and stuff like that, you know, go at it. But I don't know. I just thought that would be an interesting kind of thing to piece together. Um, mm-hmm. Switching gears, what is the biggest thing that you've learned as a runner that you take with you to this day? Mm. Wow. Um, running, the sport of running can teach you a lot um, <laughs> because I think it's taught me that every every like lesson and every setback is worth it. Like no matter every, I don't want to call it failure, but like every 
I'll call it a setback. Every setback or every like missed goal is, is worth it because it has helped me. Like you, it, you can take it to your next race. Like there's always another opportunity. There's always another chance. There's always another race. So I think for me, um, and I feel like you can apply that I can, we'll be able to apply this like later on in my life as well, is that every setback or every lesson I've learned and every disappointment I've had after a race, like if I need to take that and turn it into something positive, like you can't dwell on things because you just have to keep looking forward. And if you dwell on something too much, it's just going to like bog you down and, um, like, create negative thoughts. And in this sport, like there's no time to have like a lot of negativity in your mind through races. Like it's so mental at times. Um, so you have to be able to like kind of take those negative thoughts and transition them quickly into a lesson learned. So I would say for me, I've learned that every like missed goal or setback or missed opportunity has been worth it. It's like hard to see it in the moment, but looking back now, um, because it teaches you so much, I feel like, and you just have to keep looking forward and keep looking ahead at the next race. And there's always going to be another race. And I think that that will happen. I think that that will be something I can carry with me. Like I said earlier throughout later on in life is I just feel like the sport of running is super applicable to anything in life. Um, you pour a lot of work and a lot of energy to sometimes just one, like two minute race. And Sometimes it doesn't go your way and you just have to keep moving forward. I think I've just learned to keep moving forward no matter what. That's awesome. And I try to keep it light. I try to keep it light and fun because if you're not having fun with it and you're not enjoying it, like you're not going to do well for me. I'm like, you need to be loving what you do to be successful. And right now I'm loving what I'm doing. And if that ever changes, I think I'll have to like sit down and like take a look at what's changed in my life or anything. But right now I love what I do. And I think if that attitude and that um, keeps happening, then I think then you can be successful at what you choose to do. Last question, then we'll get to the very, very, very last quick segment. Um, pretty much, how do you not let this sport define you? Um, I would say I credit, I've talked about them a lot, my family to a lot of that. I think that no matter what happens on the track, I can go to them and I don't have to be run. Like I'm not a runner to them. I'm just McKenna. And we talk about life and we talk about whatever, like, I think just surrounding yourself with family and friends that appreciate you for the person that you are, um, that like has helped me a lot because I can step off the track and have a good race or a really bad race. And if it's a good race, I get like, it's, it's not, I don't know how to say that. I'm trying to think of the right words to say, it, but it's not my defining characteristic to them. They knew me before I was a runner, like my good friends and family members knew me before I was a runner. And they have loved me when I wasn't a runner and they love me when I am a runner. So they love me after a good or a bad race. Um, so I think I have to give a lot of credit to my family and longtime friends for kind of keeping me grounded in the fact that um, running is a big part of my life, but it's not the only thing that I have to offer to this world. And um, I hope that I, I try to keep a laid back personality about things and I try to keep an open mind about things and try to look at the positives and everything. So um, I think all of those things combined kind of 
helps me um, not be defined as just a runner, I guess. <laughs> no, that, that's a lot. This is the last, last, last question for a rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> when you, let's just say, we'll call here first. You make the team in the 800, 2023 Budapest, but even more so 2024 in Paris. What's the first, yes. What's the first thing that you want to try when you get to Paris, food-wise? Oh, um, um, maybe a baguette. <laughs> like, a, like a bakery that has like um, a fresh baguette or like a fresh French pastry or something like that. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> I was that just, I, would be it. Epic. That's epic, literally. And here's the thing. McKenna, if you haven't gone back to go back and watch her 800 race, and you will see she has a kick that is that is lethal. Like it's like a like when you see those zebras and animals kick, and like if you get hit with it, you die on the spot. That's how powerful her kick in the 800 is. So listen. Well, thank if you. She make, if she make the team, you heard it here on Lactic Acid first, but. You have survived the interrogation process. Now it's time for the fun, fun. stuff. It's been fun. We are going to a segment called Down the Home Stretch. I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions and I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. Okay. If you do not, it is, it's okay. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> like I say, it's all good. Okay. You are competing to be on the metal stand. Um, where so many have gone before you to win gold medals and you are competing to be in that category. Are you ready? Yes. If there was a food that you had to live with and a food that you could live without, what would they be? Live without bananas. Live with uh, chicken parm. <laughs> so, so if I ask you to- Does it have to be just one food or is it a meal? Is it? It's up to you. Okay. It's up to you. Uh, if I ask you to elaborate, then that doesn't count against the time. Bananas. Okay. Now, we were just talking about banana bread. Okay, so I have to clarify that. I don't mind the taste of them in something. I cannot eat a banana. I Really? It's. I think it's the texture. It's just the taste. I don't, I don't mind the flavor of like a banana and banana breads. I love it in smoothies. I love it in banana breads, but it's just I weird. don't. Yeah, I can't eat a, a straight up banana. I will say this, a bad banana will make you throw up. I'm just doing that. Maybe that's because, (laughs) because no, because the taste is so, it it has a pungent taste. I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I, but I love banana because people always ask me that because I would say probably, I would always say bananas are probably one of my least favorite foods. They're like, but you love banana bread. I'm like, but it's the texture. That's just a straight up banana. I can't, I can't do it. Yes, anything but the real thing. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you had to be a guest on the Food Network show, what show would you choose? Oh, gosh. I don't, I'm trying to think of Food Network shows. Um, is Cupcake Wars on the Food Network? Close enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Yeah, we'll just say it's, it's, a, it's okay. a, it made an appearance for a year. If there was anybody in the world that could narrate your 800 race, who would you choose? Um, I like listening to Carrie Tolson, Trenton Villanova. Um, yeah. She, I think she's so fun. I think she would do a great job. 
Shout out to C. Tyler Run. She came on the show and she dropped some serious Villanova swag. So, hey, I got oh, two really? on the <laughs> Yeah, she, she was on the show and she busted out a few dance moves. It was lit. Everybody go check that yeah. out. So, I think definitely. she's just so fun. I think she'd make the race so much fun. She'd make it like so much more entertaining than it actually was on the track, I feel like. Yes, <laughs> like you feel the energy, like you feel mm -hmm. like you're there, you know, and everything. Mm -hmm. All righty. If there was a, if there was a song to describe what it's like to run the 800, what would the song be? Oh God, uh, something about, I'm trying, I don't even know what the song would be. I might have to write one, but something about <laughs> it's, it's painful, but it's worth it in the end. Like it's a lot of emotions you go through, I feel like. Um, um, but, but I love it, so. What, what about uh, Lose Yourself by Eminem? Yeah, that's true, okay. Yeah, palms sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. Uh, oh yeah, mom and I sweat already. <laughs> but <laughs> but that may be after the race. That's <laughs> so, true. That's after the race. That's like, yeah, day hundred. I mean, I don't know. I haven't, <laughs> but I haven't raced other events, so I feel like it's hard to say. Eight hundred is good enough. That's hard enough. You, you're good. <laughs> you don't need to do anything else. Deep dish or New York style pizza? New York style. Okay, I like that answer. Dream vacation spot? Um, somewhere on a beach. I love the beach. Um, so like somewhere maybe in the Caribbean or like Hawaii or something like that, but something oh. with like blue water, clear blue waters, the sun, the sand. I'm a beach person. Okay, I like that. Best era of television? Ooh. Um, I like the, I would say probably like the early 2000s, late like 90s, like sitcoms or like around that time period, I would say maybe 80s. like stuff with like friends. I love, um, I don't know when friends came out. But. Friends was in the, I'll count friends. Friends was in the 90s. 90s, 90s yeah. So I would say like the TV shows kind of around that. I think that that was good. <laughs> okay. Were you team Disney Channel or team Nickelodeon? Disney Channel. Okay. So you're like the That's So Raven, uh, Hannah Montana. Yes. All yes. that, that stuff. Okay. I ain't mad at it. Oh boy. Okay. That's a good follow-up question. What was the best high school musical? One, two, or three? Three. Whoa, boy. Okay. Yeah. That I have always said that. I don't know. It's not, I don't know if it's a popular opinion or not, but I think three was good. Okay, well, I listen, all through and no filler, we do not discriminate on this show. So <laughs> if you thought three is the best, then we will roll with three. A couple more questions. When is too early to jam out to Christmas music? I personally think you wait until like Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving, maybe a little bit before Thanksgiving, but I can't, I can't. I love Christmas music and I love Christmas time. I like think it's a whole season within itself, but I think if there's too much, like I walked into a Home Goods the other day and it was just Christmas everywhere. I was like, we haven't had, what about Halloween and Thanksgiving? Give them their time. But um, I think like middle of Thanksgiving, I mean, middle of November is when I would probably start. I know some people are like November 1st or something like that, but I think I, I have to wait a longer. I ask this question and I get my heart broken every time. Because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm one you, of those- I'm afraid to tell you. I don't want to tell you. I'm kind of okay. scared now. 
Oh, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, first, okay, I do low-key Christmas music on the first day of fall. Okay. Low key, and then we build up over time. Yeah. I still listen to regular music. No, but I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. So I don't go all in. Like I think that's too much. Um, yeah. You know, and and I will say this: I would like I like to see uh, Thanksgiving decorations. You know, prior to seeing Christmas <laughs> decorations and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, but everybody's doing it a little earlier when it comes to the decorations and stuff. Like I don't put my tree up until. Yeah. Like, november okay um, okay and stuff because you still have to have time to enjoy it all right a couple more questions dream um concert to attend i i like taylor swift concerts but i've been to one so i don't know if that would be a dream concert because i have been to her concerts so I will say this because I've actually been to a Taylor Swift concert too. Okay. Um, country Taylor or this version of Taylor? Mm. I well, those the most recent one was like this version of Taylor. So I get, and I really liked it. I think she's a good performer. I think even if you like don't like her music, I think you'll be so entertained by her um, concerts. That's what I've always said. Okay. But, yeah, um. I don't know. It's a she's definitely evolved because I mean some of her classics I feel like are the country ones and those just will never get old for me. Um, but I can appreciate her new music too. I think it's really good. You are you are a, a true born Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> I I I guess I don't know if I'm like. There's definitely people who are bigger fans than me. Like I don't I don't know enough to like be like I'm a diehard Taylor fan but I mean I know like her songs from yes before there are some interesting people <laughs> yeah. so we will leave it at that all right two more questions if they made a movie about your life who mm -hmm. would be the actress that you wanted to portray your character oh my gosh wow um I just watched a movie with uh, Mila Kunis. I don't know how to say her. Name. Okay, yeah, you, you, yeah, no, you said it right. She was. Um, I, was I can see that. I was impressed by her, and I feel like she has like dark hair. She's a little shorter. I think she's a little shorter. I'm a little taller, but um, it's but, Hollywood. You know, they can give her some stilts or something. Yeah, like you're right. You're right. But she was good. She's always been good in the movies I've seen, and I, she's just on the top of my head because I just watched a movie with her in it. So I can see that. I can definitely see that. Last question. Why I does Blake Lively? I'll throw that out there. I can see that too. I can see that too. <laughs> I can see that too. Gosh, so many. But like, here's the thing: they can't keep up with you on the track. So oh, that was my disadvantage. <laughs> Last question: Why does kindness matter to you? Oh, that's a good question. And I would say, kindness is like one of the most important things that you can display towards somebody. Um, for me personally, um, I always try and put that first before anything else. You, like you, I'm always like, you have no idea what people in this world are going through. Like there's so much happens that behind, that's behind closed doors and the smallest, littlest thing can make someone stay. So I always say, if you do anything in your life, I like hope that if there's anything in my life, I'd, I'd rather be remembered for being kind than being like a great runner. Like, I just think that that is so important. Um, cause yeah, you just have no idea 
what's going on in anybody's life. And you can make even a minuscule difference in someone's life just by saying something nice to them or give, showing a little extra patience, um, then I think it's so important. McKenna, I am proud to say that you are the second Villanova guest behind <laughs> Carrie who has reached the gold medal stand. Oh, wow. Thank you. So, yes, you you killed it. You killed Thank it. Thank you. Yes, of course. Tell the people where they can find you, where they can support your journey. Um, I'm really just on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is uh, at mkeegan123. Um, I have a Facebook, but don't really use it. And I don't really, I have a Twitter, but I haven't really used that in a while either. So I would say um, Instagram is like the main social media. <laughs> yeah, Instagram is, is, is hard enough to manage. Yeah. <laughs> the other two, we only use Facebook for birthdays and everything. Yeah, so, exactly. It's all good. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to Thank come you for on having this me. show. Uh, I do believe, listen, if you're not the fifth or not the 50th but if you're not the one year anniversary guest it's in the same group so thank you uh for kicking thank off celebrating this special occasion <laughs> with lactic acid thank you everyone for your continued continued support and we will catch you next time thank you